0: All right, so today we're doing a little something different on the show. We're actually going to give you an inside look at one of our leadership meetings because one of the things that we find is that, you know, it's all good to just talk about things in theory, but when you start to see things in practice, sometimes it helps you understand a little bit more. So, this one is definitely for accountants if you're running an accounting firm or you're just in the profession of accounting and for business owners because it gives you a chance to see, hey, these are the type of conversations you want your accountant to be having. Internally, you want your accountant to be thinking about. So you wanna tune in to today's conversation. So stay tuned. so let's jump right into the meeting so all right one of the things that um i have been thinking about um for the team as we've been expanding and as we've been taking on more customers and uh, we're starting to expand our reach is really this trust factor
1: mm-hmm. and
0: i think that that one becomes very important for us um because i i do think as a whole, from an industry standpoint, people are people are just people are losing trust and they're losing faith in other people, um, because all the stuff that's coming out, the shady stuff. And one of the things that I've been thinking about is like how much how the success of our business depends on can we gain the trust and respect and uphold the trust of our clients as well as the trust of each other internally. Um, any initial thoughts on on that?
1: Um, I think for me, I, I agree. I, I think even when I think about just running a company and just even between employees, right? Trust is a big factor. I think right now we're seeing a lot of situations where like, for example, they talk about the whole quiet quitting where a lot of people are leaving companies because you know, they feel like, or they're doing the bare minimum because, hey, they feel like they no longer trust the company to follow through and do what they said that they were going to do, or promises are made and promises aren't kept, or a lot of times things are said for just saying sake. So, I mean, I think trust is a big factor. And for me, the biggest area where I see it, um, or where I where I think about trust is, um, and I don't want to kind of get too far ahead, but I think really when it comes to just doing what you say when you're going to do it. But I I don't want to like jump ahead cuz I know you had some other items you wanted to cover, but I think for me that's the that's the bigger thing. Yeah,
0: so I mean, the, the, this conversation is going to be, you know, available to the rest of the people within our company and the rest of the people in our organization. So, um th- there's a couple of things I think from a leadership standpoint that you and I want to make sure the rest of the team understands as well as i think just also being transparent about some of the stuff we're working on ourselves um yeah because, because i do think when when i think about you know working in organizations i will say is when i got a chance to see the reality or the real side of the leaders that i work with and saw that they were Hey, they had some ideals that they were aiming for. They weren't quite there, but they were working towards it. It gave me a lot more respect for them as leaders.
1: Yeah, no that's that's good and I think I think transparency is a big thing. So I would say like specifically for us, um, I think we we have we run a company that is crucial. like trust is is crucial for for us. Um, I think whenever it comes to dealing with people's money, or things that are related to people's money um money's an area where a lot of people feel vulnerable a lot of people may not feel as secure a lot of people don't feel like maybe where they are where they want to be or you know their business personally and, and 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 on the business side where their business is where they want their business to be and so i think for us the biggest area is really people have to trust us to want to do business with us Whereas like, for example, if you're just selling a product, it's like, okay, well, you can come buy whatever you want to buy. I don't have to interact with you. Maybe now it's like, Hey, is your product eco-friendly? You have to think about the ESG stuff. But I really, really, when it comes down to it, you can find that information out quickly. But when it comes to giving someone access to the financial state of your business and trusting them to help guide you on, uh, give you insight, trust that they have your best interest, trust, trust that they're doing what's best for you. I think whenever it comes to offering service-based um support but specifically in accounting i think trust is so critical for us not just internally but i think also with our customers so it's really something that i think can really make or break the relationship and just like in the personal side i think also business is is a critical factor
0: absolutely and you know what's interesting is before, you know when i you know i had previously thought about you know this being a conversation we would have as kind of the a leadership discussion that we would then make available to the rest of the team. One of the things, Mm -hmm. um, you know, trying to think about some examples. And one of the things that happened today, which was unexpected, is I had a call from one of the partnering companies that we work with. So another accounting firm, we do some outsource work with, I was talking to her today um, because I had to fill in for her on some stuff for a client that we're doing some joint venture work on. And part of the reason I had to fill in is because she actually had, she had to have an a whole IT revamp because apparently for a lot of, uh, there were several clients that use QuickBooks payroll and that use um, like QuickBooks bill pay, where mm-hmm. apparently there was a hack that happened today, uh, where oh, it happened yesterday. Um, oh, and well. it, so what happened is the there's i guess there's some type of code that went in that hacked it so it changed the direct deposit on people's payroll to this fictitious account so you know all day she's been working on that um you know reaching out to clients and stuff And, and you know it's one of those things for me that makes me think about like you know Part of the reason, you know, one of the reasons why we do really need trust with our clients because there will be some stuff that happens that's outside of our control. And Mm -hmm. the first thing, like if if we don't have trust with the client and let's say something like that happened, there was a data breach. We don't have trust with the client. First thing they're going to be thinking is, well, you know, your accounting firm, your employees, you guys took my money. Right.
1: Exactly. But
0: if we have trust with them because you know, that was, that, that was something that could have happened. Like last year, there was a client of ours who had some, you know, some, 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 some fraudulent checks, um, cashed against one of their business accounts. Mm-hmm. And so one of the first questions he asked was he was like, Hey, is it, you know, is it anybody, you know, have you checked with the, you know, your team, you know, in the Philippines and stuff. And I was like, well, one of the critical things that that i emphasize whenever we go through onboarding is we only have view only access to all of your accounts so Mm -hmm. there's no way for us us to trigger something like that and i think something simple like that starts to you know it starts that journey of creating trust to Mm -hmm. where we're letting them know hey we're coming in we want you to put us in a position where we only have view only access because we don't want to create any doubt or distrust about what we're doing with your money. We can only view it so we can do what we need to do. And I'm, and I'm finding that doing simple things like that allow mm-hmm. you to build up that trust balance. So if something happens, yeah. you know we can cash in on like, hey, we built up enough trust to where you know, hey, this isn't us, but we're going to get in there. We're going to work with you to make sure we resolve this issue.
1: Yeah. And I think honestly, when I think about it, I, <clears throat> one of the, th- one of the points that you made about trust, when you talked about just things like the example that you gave about, you know, fraudulent checks and Hey, instituting that um, communication ahead of time to say, Hey, when you give us access, when give us view only, I think communication is such a big factor because I think when you have ambiguity in a situation, it, it forces people to almost fill in the gaps when they're not getting information from you. So like, for example, in that circumstance where like, let's say he had reached out and he'd been like, hey, like, are these fraudulent checks, are they being done or were they created by someone that is in the Philippines? If you had taken two days to respond, that would have built more uncertainty, right? That would have built more like concern. And so I think communication of just updating, like for example, even when I think about us personally, just like, hey, I said I was gonna be here at seven, it's eight, it's seven, it's almost seven o'clock. Hey, I'm updating you and communicating you. Hey, I was delayed. Hey, I'll be there at eight. Or hey, eight o'clock is around the corner. I was delayed, I'll be there at 8.30. But because I think sometimes when you when you don't communicate or you don't, yet, yeah, when you don't communicate, sometimes people are forced to fill in the gap. And when they're forced to fill in the gap, then your imagination kind of runs wild. And I think that's why it's so important to, and this is something I've learned from you is just over communicate. Because sometimes when you don't do that, then it, it leaves people's room to kind of fill in the gap with their imagination. And sometimes that imagination isn't a positive thing. And so it just leads even to fracture the the trust. So I, I think communication is is so key.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I would say, you know. We'll talk about a couple of things. Uh, I mean, I I think it's something we've recently come up with is a a scorecard that that I'm using for, you know, I'm starting to use myself as far as like, Mm -hmm. hey, what are ways for you to build trust? And and I think, you know, one of the internal cultures that I really want to build more within the T.L. Turner Group and the Business Talk Library um, and any other ent- entity that, that 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 we develop or get associated with or or JV is that, you know, is I think a first cultural point is to never be offended if a person if someone does not trust you or someone says that they don't trust you, um, mm-hmm. is to not be offended by that because trust is like a bank balance. I mean, right. if you haven't made deposits, then you can't expect any money to be there when, when it's time to withdraw on it.
1: And, right. and so okay. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say. I mean, so so. I think that being a cornerstone within our company culture, it's just how do we start in instilling that understanding that hey, trust is like a bank balance. If Mm -hmm. we have to be consistently making deposits, so that hey, when things come up that are outside of our control, or when things come up that are within our control that we have enough in our trust bank balance to be able to cover that to where we don't lose all credibility with our clients or we don't lose all credibility with our, with our coworkers and our peers.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's really good. I think that point about trust being built up over time, I think is key. Even when I think about it on the marketing side, I think that's why you have to have multiple touch points with people before they're even interested in in buying your product, right? Or buying your service. So it all comes down to, they need to, they need to what is it? They need to know you, they need to like you, they need to trust you. Um, and so, I mean, it's key in every area. So I, I definitely agree, like not taking it personal. Um, when someone's like, well, I don't trust that what you're telling me is what you're telling me. Um, I think for me, my view is when you start out with people who are skeptical, like once you buy them in or once they're they're bought in and they trust you, then they really like people are fully committed to it versus people who are like, well, I'm just going to jump all in. and I'm just going to be committed and I trust you. And it's like, do you really though? Like, do you fully, do you, is that a legitimate, is that a legitimate uh, statement? And so I agree. I I agree. I think it's, it's something that you should never take personal when people are um, when people are dubious, but um, any other, any other points?
0: I mean, I, I think for, for me, that one is an interesting one. I think as, as a leader, because I think this is a dynamic that, you know, we have to figure out like now the team's expanding and you have, you know, an employee that's reporting to you and there are more people in in the organization other than just you and I, I think it's a dynamic, I think that you may have to figure out and navigate is because I think sometimes like as a, you know, as an employer or as the manager, as a leader, when you hire people, for, for some reason, people come in the door and just have this sense of, well, because Terrell hired me, he fully trusts me. And, and I'm like, I really think that's a misconception. Now, I could be yeah. wrong, but I think that's a misconception because I'm just like, when I think about it is, if you come into the door just, just because you've been hired, that doesn't necessarily mean like you have full trust. Now, there may be enough trust to give you a shot to do, Mm -hmm. you know, at an attempt to do the job, but there's Mm -hmm. still that trust that has to be built because it's one of those things that I think that, you know, what we should be asking, what I think everybody should be asking, and even for myself, like, even as being the leader, you know, one of the things that I ask myself, like, with the people that we're hiring is just like, hey, what have i done to earn their trust even though i'm the leader and let's say you know i may be approving you know or signing off on their paychecks i still need to earn their trust so they can trust me as a leader um yeah because i think it's that two-way street
1: you know what i forget about even like signing the checks one of the things that i realized is like have you noticed like if you go back to your days in corporate america when you started a new job, you were super excited about that job. You were like, man, like you just had all this energy, excitement, you know, the benefits like work from home or whatever it was. that came with the gig. Right. And then like, even if I think about like larger companies where they're like, man, like America's best place to work, like, you know, people just amazing culture. And then you had situations where I, I feel like with employees, People start with a full tank of gas. Like they start. This is my perspective. I feel like people start fully trusting you, right? Like as a leader, like, hey, man, they're excited about the role. They come in, they're like ready to jump on board. And then gradually, as you start to, like let's say, hey, you don't show up for a meeting one time. Okay, cool. Like it's fine. I understand it happens. You don't show up for a meeting the second time. You don't communicate that you're showing up for the meeting. Like over time, that trust that's been that was that they came into the situation with has been built and that, that was built is basically being chipped away at. And then over time it's like, all right, well, I don't really trust you anymore. And then you have employees that leave. So I think contrary to, is just kind of putting myself in, like that's one of the things I've had to think about is like, as we hire people, putting myself in their shoes, because I think like between us, like for example, when we have meetings, like we can be like, okay, hey, like this is going on with a client. Like I need to move that meeting or whatever. And one of the things I'm gonna be transparent and honest with myself about is lately, like over the last couple of weeks, I've had this bad habit. And I don't know if it's just because of like the traveling, it's not really habits. It's only happened three times. I don't know, but I've had this I've had this issue with between traveling and being on a different different time zone where I've been missing my one-on-one with my employee to where like I my teammate, so I forget, like I I'll forget the time zone, I won't set a reminder. And so she'll ping me and be like, Hey, John only ping me and be like, Hey, Lola, like I'm here. And I'm like, crap, like, dang, okay, sorry, I missed the meeting. And it's like it's the same time every week. Like, why are you not making this a priority to show up and to be there regardless of whether you're traveling or to communicate, hey. I'm traveling, I'm not gonna be able to make it, let's reschedule it. So saying all that to say like, I think putting yourself in the position of the employee, whereas as an employer, you're kind of like, well, you have to earn, I'm giving you, I have enough, I have a limited amount of trust for you to do what I hired you to do, right? And then as you prove yourself, I'll give you more. But what I feel like is, an, is a position we need to put ourselves in as employers is for the employee, you're starting out with, a, in some cases, a lot, a full tank of gas. And so everything that you do that discredits that trust or that chips away at that trust is going to is going to eventually get them to a point where they're like, all right, well, I no longer trust you and I no longer believe in what this company is about. So I'm leaving. And so I think being mindful of that is, I think there's oftentimes that struggle between the employer where like, you need to earn my trust and you need to show me that you're, you're good to be here. But there's also the part of the employee, which is like, I trust you until you prove me otherwise. And then once you, once you, you break my trust, I'm gone.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah you know i I think that is very true because I think that you know if we don't take that into account, i mean from mm-hmm. even as I'm thinking down the road for let's say you know as a company continues to grow and we we continue to bring people on in leadership positions. it's one of those things that I want to be very i want it to be understood very clearly by the leaders is being a leader doesn't mean that everybody has to earn your trust means mm-hmm you need to earn the trust of the people as well. It has to be that two-way street. And and I think, you know, I I like the the things that you pointed to because as I start thinking about, like, my scorecard, one of the things that I did is, I mean, just created a simple, you know, a simple spreadsheet and put all of the employees' names, you know, in the left column. And there's, like, five things that I put on a list. Like, hey, these are the things that I can do to you know, build trust to add, to make deposits into the trust bank account. Like one of them is, hey, am I making commitments and holding myself accountable? Like I said that, hey, if we have a meeting, am I showing up for the meeting? Like even at, even, you know, as the, as I'm traveling, even as a CEO, it's just like, hey, am I showing up for the meetings? No. Um, or two is, am I communicating when I'm not going to show up to the meetings? Mm-hmm. Um And then also I think, you know, for me is, am I thinking proactively about, you know, what matter, what impacts, you know, the people on the team? Like Mm -hmm. when I'm thinking through, um, like one one of the big things that I'm changing, like, you know, when we got started at a smaller company, a lot of the work I was doing directly. So a lot of like the access rights and all that stuff went through my email to where now I'm going through that process of transferring all that to a centralized email because what was happening is whenever the team needed to do work they had to wait for me that send me a message they had to wait for me and if they're working in philippine time which is 12 hour difference and i'm just like you know what how do i shift more um you know more authority into their hands Mm-hmm. And how do I show them that, hey, I believe in them more and I'm giving, I'm letting go of a little bit more authority to where it's one of those things that's starting to build trust. And yes. I do think the the last thing is is how do I hold them accountable? Because mm-hmm. I think that one is a tough one, but I think the better I get at holding them accountable to the things that they committed to, they begin, like for some strange reason, that has allowed more trust to be built. Because if I'm just like, hey, you told me you were going to have this to me by X, Y, Z time. If I'm following up on it, it uh-huh. like that has been something that's really been building a lot of trust because yeah. now they know, hey, he's going to be accountable to his word to me and he expects me to be accountable to my word to him.
1: Right. No, I, I think that's good. And I think just it just shows also because I think again it just goes back to uncertainty, right? Uncertainty is created when people don't communicate. So like for example, if we agreed, hey, you were going to get this done by a certain time and you didn't get it done and I didn't follow up, then it's like, all right, like are you really are you really going to follow up or is that was that a loose deadline? Was that like, hey, let's just kind of see where it goes, let's see what you do? So I definitely think the coming back and holding the team accountable and even holding yourself accountable and I think this has been such a big factor for me as a leader when I've admitted and apologized for being wrong, you know what I mean, or not acted like, hey, You know, sometimes like some of the things my team says is like, Hey, I know you're really busy. It's okay. I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. I'm busy, but I knew this was happening or, Hey, when I could tell five minutes before my meeting ended that I was probably going to need another 10 minutes. I didn't communicate that. That doesn't have anything to do with my inability to, that doesn't have anything to do with my busy schedule. It just is my lack of communication. So I think when you can take ownership and kind of admit when you miss the, drop the ball as a leader, it definitely helps. It, It builds that trust even more because, I think sometimes when you have people in leadership positions, they always demand, but are never willing to, or they often demand, but are never willing to, you know, concede and say, hey, you know what? I think I missed it here. So I think we are in a space now where, like, for our talent, where people can, people have options, right? Yeah. People have options. And so the question is like, what are we doing differently to keep our employees happy, right? To keep them, to help them feel challenged, but also to help them feel like, hey, they are somewhere where they trust the people that they work with and they feel like, I would say this is the most important thing, they trust that you have their back. Like, I I think that's also something that like is not really talked about often, but um, even when I think about like, in one of the roles that I had where there was an employee that I had who was um, underpaid, um, just in terms of like the role that she took. um, And I know like, had had a conversation with her, and this was something that was a big concern for her coming into the role. And you know, I was like, hey, like I can't promise anything. Again, honesty, right? Clear communication. I can't promise anything, but hey, these are the things I'm going to do to try to advocate and to get you the increase that you need and to see what what happens. So, Claire didn't make any unrealistic promises. Didn't promise something and then not do it. And I would follow up with her and be like, hey, this is where this is just so you know, for your awareness, this is what's happening. And then finally, when we got it approved, it was like, Hey, went back and said, Hey, can you let me know, make sure a review, let me know that the salary increase has hit. So that way, like the person knows, like, okay, it wasn't just a, Hey, whatever I understand. And I recognize that this is important to you and I'm following up because I have your back and I understand this is a life situation for you. So I think also the trust of you have my best interest, and I think when people feel that you have their best interest, they are more receptive when you challenge them and they're more receptive when you hold them accountable to deliver on certain things.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I'll say as a final thing to kind of wrap up this leadership discussion, one of the things that I will say is I think one. Well, I know one of the cultural points that I want to be instilled throughout the entire company whether it's from, you know, my relationship to the rest of the team, the team's relationship with each other, the team's relationship to me, our relationship to the clients is that the thing that I want people to walk away saying is, Hey, when I talk to so-and-so or when I work with so-and-so they do what they said they were going to do. They deliver Mm -hmm. on what they said they were going to deliver on or they proactively reach out to me and they let me know hey if something changes because i think when you are a person who is known to do what you say you are going to do it just takes that trust level to a new to it it increases the trust level and it allows us to really start moving into doing some amazing awesome things so as we're figuring out like our marketing strategy is making sure that hey The stuff we say in our marketing, we gotta make sure we deliver on it. Um, What we say in our contracts with our clients, make sure we deliver on it. That's a big Um, one. Mm -hmm. What we say to our, our coworkers and the employees, what we say to our managers, make sure we deliver on what we said we were going to do. Because if we have trust in all of those areas, I think we're gonna have a phenomenal organization.